gesagt. Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Gunnar, alongside Brandon Valentine. Hello, hello. I uh, took a little looking around. I needed something angry, and uh, they could be talking about the happiest fucking thing in the world, and I have no clue because I don't speak German, so as far as I'm concerned, they're pissed off motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. Every time I hear that song, I just want to punch someone in the mouth. I guess we'll send a warning out right now. If you listen to this show to take an hour away from listening to your wife, boyfriend, husband, daughter, whoever, piss and moan. Uh, you might yeah. you might want to find a different episode this week because uh, I have a feeling it's going to be a lot of bitching. I'm uh, not uh, a, yeah. not a happy person today. Yeah, I can see that. Which is a horrible day to record. But uh, so I'll just start with my day first of all. Uh oh. I've been trying to get this machine for me to breathe. What since October is that when? Yeah, I did the initial. You did the initial. I think I'm having a heart attack. Consultate? No, the initial heart attack was in July. Yeah, the we think it was caused by sleep apnea. I think I did the initial appointment for sleep apnea in October, and then it took forever to do a sleep study. Because we have an amazing medical system here in the U.S. I mean, it's just amazing, and it doesn't cost us shit. <laughs> yeah, the fuck it don't. Oh yeah, me and my dad got into that yesterday. Um. Like, bad. Like, my whole family was pissed at me, me for fucking everything I said to him. so. <laughs> yeah, so I get a phone call this morning. Actually, it was a really nice phone call this morning telling me no, but it was a really nice phone call. Uh, this company called and said, hey, we just received a recommendation from your doctor for, for you to get your machine here. Uh, we don't have to call you, but we want to let you know we do not use your insurance. So we nice. sent it back and said, you know, please find somebody who uses this gentleman's insurance. So, like I said, they didn't have to call. I actually thought it was a very nice gesture yeah, that they that even is. called to let me know what was going on. So, of course, but after that phone call, with the way everything's fucking gone, I'm expecting another week before I hear from anybody. Yeah. No. Second company calls me, uh, I don't know, four hours later, five hours later, whatever it was. And... uh so I'm talking to them, and I schedule an appointment for Thursday to go get fitted for a mask. And she goes, they don't tell us what the plan is, so I don't know what your copay is going to be when you get here. Uh, all you have to do is call the number on your insurance card, and they'll be able to take care of that for yeah. you. So I call my insurance company, and they go, no, no, no. That's not a, that's out of network. Those people have no right giving you an appointment. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I give him the name of the place. I give him the address of the place. He looks it up. He goes, hold hold for a second. A second turned into 15-minute hold. 15-minute hold, they finally come back. And he goes, yeah, that's out of network. Out of network, you're going to be looking at five grand out of pocket right up front. And away you go. How you, five grand for the CPAP machine? They're like $12,000, I think. Jesus, does it suck you off too? Yeah, might as well. Um, like a Reyes, though, didn't cost us anything. As long as she used it, I think it was eighty percent. Yeah, I know when I the, she could miss four days a month, whatever it was. Yeah, they wanted me to have one years ago, but I, I just my claustrophobia, I can't wear it. Um, and it was that's how it was. My insurance would pay for it if I wore it, you know. Yeah. And I think I wore it, tried wearing it like for two weeks, and I'm like, yeah, I can't do this here. I have it back. Yeah, this was uh, like I said, a Reyes. She has to use it. She could miss four days a month or four consecutive days. Up to four consecutive days, and she had to use it six hours a night or whatever it was. Yeah. Which, and then after six months, it's completely free. So hers is now completely free, no big deal. So, anyways, this guy's telling me no. He goes, You have to go through our network partner, this shitty fucking company. I'm going to put you on hold again. I'm going to connect you with him, and we'll go through that. Yeah. So they connect me with him. This guy goes, okay, so you're looking at another 48 to 72 hours. Somebody will contact you, and we will send you a machine. 
I said, what about getting fitted for a mask? Well, why do you need to be fitted? Because my face is different than every other fucking human being on the planet. Yeah. And I need to be fitted for a mask. I'm like, the hospital had to use four different masks until they got one to semi-work. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he goes, he just, well, why, why do you need to be fitted? Why can't it just be sent in the mail? What? The, you want me to send you a DNA sample in the mail and just hope I give you mine? Yeah. Like, what the f- fuck off? That's why they're the, they're the preferred provider for your insurance, because they suck. I finally got to the point where I'm like, dude, listen here. <laughs> this has been going on since fucking October. I have died twice. I've had to be revived two times. By my wife, because I don't have a fucking machine yet, because you guys are dragging your motherfucking feet. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, I'm sorry to hear about that, but it's only going to take another week or so. I said, I have appointment Thursday to be fitted and walk out with my machine. That is 24 hours or 48 hours away. Yeah. That's a lot less time than what you're saying. Well, they're not. And I said, look him up. So this is a different guy. And he looks them up. He goes, they're in our network. Well, then why didn't your partner say they were in my network? Well, that company needs to check with us first. So I call back that company. And that company's like, this is how it works. You come in for the appointment. I said, we wouldn't even be able to schedule you appointment if they didn't approve our, our business. And then when you come in, we send them back the, the final paperwork to be approved. Why Why didn't anybody just say this so I could fucking keep my appointment, chill the fuck out, and be happy I'm going Thursday? Yeah, because they want money. Because it's one of those they have their 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 people. It's because our fucking in- entire medical system's fucked. This is actually what me and my dad got a huge argument last night about, where he got really pissed at me because he was talking about Democrats and their socialism. I'm like, you're on fucking Medicare. Don't you get Social Security? Yeah, well, isn't that fucking socialism? Well, no, I fucking paid... It's the exact same thing with fucking universal health care. We would fucking pay for it. Nothing's free. Exactly. I just told you we would fucking pay for it. They hate it in Canada. I have multiple, a lot of friends in Canada who all say it's fucking amazing. Yeah, I haven't heard a Canadian yet that says it sucks. I'm like, your government and your fucking news is lying to you. No, no. I have, I know people and they say it sucks because if they're gone too long, they lose it. Well, no shit. If you leave the country for six months, you're no longer a fucking citizen and you don't get the fucking medical. You yeah. have to fucking Unless live in the country. Unless you're on some type of work visa, but if you move on your own accord. Yeah. And it's just like, it's like all of his arguments, like my whole family got pissed and I'm like, I'm sorry. I've been fucking quiet for almost four a years. year. <laughs> for, yeah. For four years listening to his stupid fucking nonsensical bullshit. And I'm like, it's your fucking generation's greediness. That's put us in the fucking position we're in, where we're paying $700 for insulin, where you can go to Canada and get it for fucking free because it's paid for in their medical. Yeah. It's like, fuck you and fuck your, you know. Or $300 for an EpiPen yeah. when I can like, get it for 25 well, bucks in Canada. Obamacare. Obama, fuck you and fuck your Obamacare. <laughs> yeah. Ob- Obamacare is what got me back on insurance because we well, didn't have it for years. And he's talking about how horrible it is. Obamacare has fucked everything and made it more expensive. I, Obamacare made my insurance what it would cost for me to put my family on insurance go up by like $20 a month. So go fuck yourself and now, your now fucking. Now, don't get me, thing, don't get me yeah. wrong. There was, there was holes in Obamacare. Oh, there was. And there still is, but I mean, it, it's... What Obamacare did was it hurt people who had insurance where, you know, they did say you could go back to your every, whatever provider you wanted and that wasn't necessarily yeah. true. And, you know, there, there, was there was some things, but people like me who did not have insurance... But they don't care. Like, I had to pay, you know, to have insurance or whatever, but... With a part-time job, I wouldn't have been able to through my work. Yeah. And the problem is that you run into is, like, you've got people like my dad, who, um, unfortunately, I mean, I love my dad, but sometimes it's like, fuck, dude, shut up, is they don't fucking care because they're in their fucking 80s and 90s, and they're like, well, we need our fucking Medicare, and this is going to fuck over us because we're going to have to, well, fuck you, because what about the rest of us? We're the ones that have to live with what your fucking generation did to us. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like your greed and your the fucking pharmaceuticals like you're talking about they're telling you oh because they want you to go with their special provider they're gonna lie to you and tell you like oh that company's not in network because we want you to go with the people that fucking blow us every friday friday and see i I was talking to, to tosh about this i don't give two fucks 
if there's 30 companies that sell the same machine, that same machine should be the same price across the fucking board, yeah. and every insurance should have it. If you, It's like car dealerships. A lot of people don't realize this. Ford, Chevy, they tell the car dealerships, this is how much you can charge for our car. Why the fuck can't we have that for, you know, the government step in and do that for fucking medications? Yeah. Well, we need less government oversight. Fuck you. Like, because pharmaceutical well, companies are in politician pockets yeah. where car dealerships are yeah. not. A hundred years ago, people were pissed off because of the socialism because we were going to make public schools. Because that's socialism. And then it's always something when all of a sudden the, the government tries to help people. It's socialism and fuck you. Oh, if we do the, this, we're going to have Venezuela. Look what happened to Venezuela. Because they went full fucking socialism. We just want fucking, you know. We want to fucking. I don't want to have to. Like right now, I'm trying to buy a house. My whole problem is fucking medical debt. Because I have fucking so much shit in collections from medical. Yeah. Because my insurance didn't fucking cover it. Uh, let me let me give you. I have one thing in collections right now for medical. Twenty one dollars for medical, from an appointment that happened in October, and by November it was in collections. Yeah. And that no one month. Yep. And that's the problem. And then they're they're supposed to. Those are supposed to go away. Right now I have. I was just on the phone with my you know the financial advisor or whatever because I'm trying to fucking buy a house who basically said, your biggest problem right now, you have a whole bunch of stuff from different credit agencies that you've paid off that are still on your fucking credit because they never fucking cleared them. And they're all medical, and supposedly medical is supposed to come off as soon as you pay it. Well, they, she's like, there's ones on there from two, three years ago that I paid off that are fucking still just sitting there yeah. and fucking you over. And it's like, that's why we need universal fucking health care. And everyone keeps saying, oh, you know, Venezuela, look what happened to them. I didn't say fucking socialism altogether. I'm not going to fucking hand you my goddamn gun. My gun's my gun. Fuck off. But. <laughs> yeah. You know. There. We get. I don't want to get too political yes, per se. I, but like we, I said, I got pissed at my dad last night. We I'm still kind of stuck over. We get to the point where everybody's right and left and there's no just common sense. No. And that's it. There's no middle. And that yeah. was a problem like with my and, dad and last night. And we've talked about it numerous times with the gun gun control. Yeah. Nobody, I don't want your gun. I have a gun. Yeah. Like, I, you know. Exactly. But, but should gun training be a necessity to yes. get a gun license? Absolutely. Yeah, there should be training. There should be. And that's the problem is it's it's worst case scenario. The second you say, hey, there should be some gun control, like you should have some training and blah, blah, blah. And if you've ever been a fucking felon, you shouldn't have a gun. Everyone's like, oh, my God, they're trying to take our guns. No, we're trying to take your guns if you're fucking criminal. Yeah. You shouldn't have a gun anyway. Yeah. So and that's the problem. And it's like with the healthcare. Oh fuck, they want socialism. No, I want fucking I want to be able to And these people who have their guns stolen are obviously fucking up. Yeah. Because they're not having them like they're supposed to in a safe no. or in whatever. They're in a fucking drawer under a couple pairs of underwear and people rob a house and take your gun or they're sitting in a fucking box with no lock on it under the front seat of your car in the glove box. Oh yeah, that's that's brilliant. You know. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, no, it's, and that's the problem is, like you said, it's either you're far right or you're far left. Nobody, there's no middle ground anymore. I just, there should just be a party literally called the Common Sense Party. Yeah, and right now, like, that's a lot of people with voting right now. A lot of people are having problems with these primaries because why the fuck should I have to tell you if I'm Democrat or Republican and put it on the outside of the fucking envelope? Yeah. Nobody else needs to know that. Yeah, it's, it shouldn't be a requirement at all. Because I'm not either. Where's the fucking independent check? Where can I say I don't fucking like... I have always voted person or not, and I'll be honest. So there's been a lot of elections I haven't necessarily done my homework on every no. position. I go every other because I figure you need a mix or else you're going to be extreme right no. if you vote all Republican or you're going to be extreme left if you vote... All Democrat. So on the ones that I haven't done my homework on, on these judges or, you know, shit like yeah. that, I just go every other. Republican, Democrat, Republican, Democrat, Republican, Democrat. Yeah. And it's one of those things that, I mean, it's the two-party system's fucked, too. So, I mean, that's part of our problem is everyone's goes party. And it's like, you know, the second you start, and, you know, and that was like with my dad last night. He just kept going back to how Obamacare. Fuck. I'm like, I've already told you. I don't give a fuck about the Obamacare. I'm talking about... Yeah this and all you keep coming back with and that's where you get is it's like they just draw the party line of well obama did this and i'm like i think obama was a fucking idiot too just like trump so i don't understand why and maybe not as big of an idiot but whoa, 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 whoa. but it's like let's not he was far from perfect but 
Yeah, I know. Come on, come the fuck on now. Like, but I mean, it's one of those things. My point is, though, is it's like just by if your whole argument is well, so and so was worse, then your argument's fucking stupid. Yeah, and to go back to Obamacare, what did Obamacare give? Eighteen million people. Yeah, insurance. Insurance. It didn't take insurance away from anybody. No. You may have had to go to a different provider or whatever the case may have been, but and then it gave eighteen million extra on top of that. It's in court today to be revoked for the third time. And it still does not have an answer. No, because that's a big problem. Is I mean, it's like okay, President Trump, fucking moron boy. If you want to get this, make this go away, it's like I used to tell my workers: if you come up to me with a problem, I'm going to look at you and say, "Fuck, I don't give a shit." Unless you, I mean, that's not really. But you know what I mean. I'm going to have more of a, a reaction to you if you come up to me and say, "Hey, here's a problem. This is my solution to fix it." You have no solution to fix it. What do you think of this, or what would? You- what would you do on top of this or yeah. change, it's like, you know? You know, you come up to me with a problem. It's like, cool, I get that this isn't perfect, but it's what we have right now. So unless you have a better solution for it, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And that's kind of my thing with Trump. You don't have a better solution for Obamacare. You don't have a solution. You don't it, have one at all. Yeah. So shut the fuck up and come up with something. Yeah. That's the big issue. Uh, yeah. So that anyways, this whole thing's been a nightmare all fucking day today. Yeah. I've been glued to a phone, whether it was my work phone or my personal phone, one way or the fucking other, all day today. It's fucking but annoying. You are going on Thursday then? Uh, knock on wood, yeah. I didn't cancel the appointment. So. I got some wood you can knock on. Yeah, yeah I doubt so. that. Yeah, no. I if you got one that I can knock on back here, we are going to need to have a conversation. Yeah, whatever. You don't know what you've, I've been... You've been pretending an awful long time. You don't know what I've got on my screen over here. <laughs> <laughs> um... All right, so I was telling you that I was going to do a lot of bitching. Let's uh, let's bitch next about the uh, comedy in general. Yeah. Um, there was, I mean, outside of just family life and an extra mouth to feed, but the reason was because comedy is so non-paying. Yeah. You know that I couldn't afford an extra mouth. Um, but so I did a comedy show Saturday. Some of this is my fault. I'm going to take blame because it happens. I didn't do what most comics should do. All comics should do when a producer reaches out to you and says, Hey, would you like to perform such and such date? You say yes with follow up questions. How much time? What's the pay? I didn't ask those questions. About two weeks ago, I was informed that I was going to do 15 minutes. Easy Whatever. fucking peasy. Yeah. Again, I did not ask, what's the pay? I figure I'm doing it in Black Diamond, you know, whatever. Um, so when we get there, I asked one of the comics who has worked for this producer numerous occasions. I said, I said, what? Do, how much do we get paid? He goes, it's a percent of the door. He goes, normally 15 minutes is about 50 bucks. It's not bad, really. I said, sweet, you know. I was like, all right. Well, two comedians didn't show up, including the producer of the show, who was supposed to perform that night. Uh, He was supposed to host, I believe. And so another guy, who I'm not sure is a comic, if he is. Sorry. uh, New profession. Find it, buddy. Because this isn't for you. Don't quit your day job. Uh, He hosted eight. 10 minutes worth of shit. Not only did he eat 10 minutes worth of shit, but they never sound checked. They were running sound out of guitar amps with nothing but fucking reverb, not facing the audience, but facing the comedian. The, the way the speakers were facing the comedian? Yeah. Oh, that would, oh. And... People two booths away from the quote-unquote stage. Now, mind you, this is a little room. But people two booths away from the quote-unquote stage couldn't fucking hear. It just sounded like marbled gumbo. You know, like chewing on fucking gravel. Uh, Again, not funny. Midway through his set, one of the employees of the bar ran over and moved, like, angled the speakers. So it got a little bit better. But not much. So he goes 10 minutes, eats shit, nothing from the crowd. Yeah. Whole point of a host for those people that don't, hosting's hard. It is. A it's lot a, of people think hosting is a 
fucking entry level comedian job. It is no. not. The, the Your five not. minute guest set is entry level. And it's one of those things that not to sound bad, <clears throat> but sometimes I wonder if the the pay should be a little different with the the host making a little more than. But it's one of the. No, it's not, but you only need 10 to 15 minutes of solid. Yeah. You know, for a feature, you need more. But it's it's a very, it, there's a reason why we call it taking the bullet. Yeah. Because you're going into a dead crowd and you're cold supposed room. to. Cold room. And you're supposed to warm it up for the feature in the, the headliner. And if the feature bo- blows, then you're supposed to come in and basically bring them back. Yeah. For the feature, for the host. Now, right. this show wasn't run your basic host feature headliner. Yeah. This show was supposed to have six comics on it. Oh. The second guy goes up and was supposed to do 15 minutes. Well, let's let's just let's give him the benefit of the doubt and say he touched 6. Jesus. And in those 6 minutes he completely ate shit, alienated an entire room of old white people in black diamond because he was he was black. And did a lot of talking about pimp slapping and pimping. And, oh, yeah. You know, I get it. You may know about it. It may work in other rooms. Yeah. To be honest, it didn't work for me, and I love that type of humor. Yeah, normally I do, too. But, like, I just don't think it was funny. Uh, he probably spent three of his six minutes on, are you a Seahawks fan? Are you a Steelers fan? Steelers suck. Are you a Seahawks fan? Are you a Steelers fan? What? Wow. Yeah. And then the person that was supposed to go up after him is not there. They come up to me with about two minutes before stage time and say, hey, can you do an extra 15? Uh, can I? Absolutely. Am I prepared for it? No. No. I'm like, I prepared 15 minutes an hour ago. Yeah. Because that's the type of pro I am. Yeah. I'm like, I wrote 10 new minutes an hour ago. And but you're I'm, one of those people that can do that and usually get it. I've watched you, like, literally finishing writing up your hour-long set, like, before, as you're walking on the stage, so. And regurgitated a few, my opener, which I forgot. Mm, it's been too long. I forgot my, I forgot one part of the opener. I went, what? And it, like, Walks I. on the beach. Uh, I have forgot sex with short people or I measured. forgot the uh, comfortability test part. Oh, I told and it's so I went went through the normal, and then I the end part of that is the uh, finding out we're pregnant with Toby and the uh, coat hanger joke. Yep. And as I'm going, like I didn't pause, I didn't freeze, I didn't anything. But as I'm going into that, literally the other side of my brain is talking to me, going, "Dude, you forgot something. What did you forget?" I don't know. What'd you forget? I, I, do I don't that, know. Yeah. Like, what the fuck happened? And it sounds like I you're crazy, the, but I do it too. Where my, my I brain's kept talking. The joke going. Yeah. And never paused, never stopped, never, like, I didn't lose my place or let it eat me up. But I was just like, what the fuck? Um, I do that in the middle sets where I'll come off the set and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I forgot that. It totally fucked me up. And Amber or whoever would be there, it's like, I didn't even notice. And I'm like, in my brain, there was a, this fight going on. Like, fucker, you forgot this part. You got to fix it. You got to, yeah. Now, I'll be honest, normally I've, I've done that numerous times where where you forget something and you let it bother you. Yeah. And it does. It messes with the rest of your set. I did not let it bother me. Just rolled on. Uh, and I, I don't toot my own horn very often. I fucking killed. And, and you one reason, do. One reason I'm comfortable to say that is because my wife will lie to, or won't lie to me. Oh, no. And she's, she's the best judge. And she's, she's told me numerous times, dude, that was not a good set. Like. Yeah. You you know that wasn't good. You fucked this up. Whatever. Did you say fuck enough? Was that enough? Do you really feel better about yourself? Because you said fuck like twenty times. <laughs> yeah. No, I've had to talk. Yeah. Love I, you, Tosh. I love you to death. I mean, I mean that in the nicest way possible because that is that's as a comedian that's what we want to hear. Because I'll be honest, I get tired of hearing, "Oh, you were great tonight." I don't know why you think you sucked. So I saved the room. About five minutes before my set's over, the comedian that was supposed to go before me shows up. A couple funny bits, funny jokes, not even full bits, funny jokes. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, eight shit. I don't know her. I've never worked with her. I've seen her on Facebook, and she drives me fucking nuts on there. Oh, yeah, one of them. And I just went, eh. And then I, I don't want to be critical, 
but I have to be if I'm going to be honest. Our buddy Kevin closed the night out, and definitely just not as strong as I know Kevin can be. I've seen Kevin. Oh, Kevin's amazing! Don't say me that because Kevin's going to be at the show Wednesday night. There was a couple girls there who heckled everybody, and it was almost like it was almost like Kevin didn't want to deal with it, but it fucked him up. Like, he would lose his spot, and he'd take a second, and you could see the wheels turning, like, where the fuck yeah. was I? And which I think that's what shocked me more, where I'm like, Kevin wasn't on his game, because Kevin's quick-witted. Oh, yeah. Kevin can tear a crowd up oh, yeah. without amazing. even thinking about it, and he didn't. Yeah, but there was also a couple of times that Kevin alluded throughout his set that it was supposed to be clean. And so I don't know if that was part of his jokes to help make the dirtiness um. seem funny, or if he received a message that I did not, yeah. because I did not work clean. I've been on a couple of those shows where you walk off, they're like, you know, this was a clean show. Nope, no one fucking told me that, so fuck, oops. Yeah, and so I, and again, the booker wasn't there, so he wasn't there to inform me. It wasn't, I didn't go back through all the email, but the personal one, he had the group one with all the comedians on it, and yeah. then the, the personal one, I did not see it. Okay, so we have that. Again, tooting my own horn here, I was, I think, above and by far the best one of the night. Tosh said, crowd reaction-wise, I was there. I also brought the most people, which this isn't a bringer show, but Tosh's old boss, who's come out to numerous comedy shows, she used to come down to- Yeah, uh, Gwen. Yeah, Gwen, when we ran- uh, A bench warmer. Yeah, that was a while ago. She used to come down there all the time, and then she's been to Imbibe, I think, once or twice. And uh, one of her friends came out. And then my new fan club, which Tosh is fucking really, really enjoying. And uh, two girls who saw me at uh, Sherry's Unmentionables. They were in the front row. I guess I took uh, one of them helped put the teddy on me. And then the other one that showed up after the after my set, I took it off and put it on her. Okay. I don't recall a lot of it. You know. I think uh, we have it on video somewhere. But I walked. I finished my set and I walked outside to smoke. And one of the girls followed me right away, came out, and then Tosh walked out. And then Tosh is sitting in the booth, like, taking pictures at the window of Matt with his fan club. Like, she was enjoying it too much. This girl was... All over me, and so much so that her friend that was with her had went up to Tosh sometime throughout the night and was like, you know, I'm so sorry. Like, she's hammered. She's engaged. Her bachelorette party's in, like, a couple weeks. Like, I don't know what she's doing. They didn't doing. ask you to come do it? No. They wanted you to do the bachelor party. You're going to be the, the entertainment. So she's Magic like, Mike fucking, or Magic Matt. Magic she, Matt. There yeah. we go. Yes. Uh, she's like, I, I apologize. And Tasha's like, I'm pretty secure in my yeah. marriage to know Magic bat. he's not going. Oh, that's going to be hilarious. He's not taking off with that. Um, anyways, so Kevin is just set and I walk up to the bar like you would to get paid where the, supposedly this is a tandem that works together. One of the guys does the business side of it. He finds the rooms. Yeah. Deals out with whatever the money's going to be, and then the other one is the hires the talent and stuff like that. Yeah. So I walk up and he hands me some money and I say thank you and I walk back and I look at it and I get thirty dollars. Now it's supposed to be a percentage. The show was sold out. The show was eight dollar tickets or twenty dollars were two drink tickets. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how much of what they sold. But let's just take the $8. Let's round it out at 10 mm-hmm. I asked the place way, way before any of this happened because I was curious because I knew it was sold out, right? I said, I said, what does sold out mean? And she goes, every seat in the place. Well, that doesn't tell me nothing. What does yeah, sold how out much mean? is every seat in the place? She goes, our capacity is 49 and on the down low, I sold more than that. So let's again let, just take 50 times 10 $500. Yeah. You had five comedians work. You had one who definitely did not do his time. You had another one who was late who ended up going in the second to last slot because she was late. And 
possibly did 15. It was close, 13 to 15 yeah. minutes, somewhere in there. And not only that, so uh, we got a message Friday morning, I think, or Thursday night, something that said, hey, are you going because it's sold out? And so Tosh asked me, and she goes, do I need a ticket? Am I going? I'm like, I've been in comedy 10 years. I've never needed a spouse ticket. Like, no, they're no. always just with me. And so I got thinking about it the following on on Saturday. I was like, well, I don't know. So I emailed or I sent in the group chat, you know, hey, do I need a ticket for my wife? And the business guy got back to me and said, normally no, but unfortunately you do today. And he goes, it's sold out, but I do know they held some extra at the, to sell at the door. Um, you know, so contact them and see. So I contacted them and they just said, I got you. Okay. So I show up, $8 ticket, right? They charged me 16 Double the price for buying day of at the door. Jesus. I made $30. I got charged $16 for my wife's ticket. <laughs> I got no free beverages. I got no free food. So Tosh gets nachos. I get a Seattle dog. Mind you, this has nothing to do with the comedy now. This is more of the place. Any of the pull of sausages you ordered were supposed to come with chips. I got no chips with mine. Never even bitched about it. I did get 20% off my tab just for being a comedian. Uh, you're a comedian. What kind of tab can you run up at a bar show? Oh, me? I mean, just a normal comedian. You can run up a tab. I can run 40 or $50 tab. Where 20% doesn't... Especially when I've got my wife with me, because we're both getting food. We're both getting drinks. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm... Like you, I can have five or six my beers. Tab, my tab after my 20% off was 50 bucks. Yeah. So 50 bucks, 16 bucks, 66 bucks... I made thirty. Yeah. For me to do comedy was thirty six dollars. And honestly, that's one of the reasons I quit doing like a lot of the open mics because it's like I'm paying to do this. Now, an open mic, you at least understand. You know, yeah. it's not a paid show. No, but yeah, a paid show. It's one of those like for you know ours at Imbibe and Cole Street. It's usually you know they know what their pay is. And it's usually one or two drinks. And and go ahead and tell me the last open mic you paid for Amber to be there. Like when we were all going back in the day? No. Neither Amber or Tosh paid. No. And even shows. When I have a show that I'm booked on, my wife was, it was you pretty much and a guest. Yeah. So it's like I got in free with my wife. Yeah. And most of the time at like TCC, because I always was there a lot, and the underground, I could go watch a show. And because walk you were in a comic. Because I was a comic and they knew me and walk in with my wife. Yeah. Without paying for shit. Yeah. And most of the time at TCC, I could still get that. And then you pay your two drink minimum or whatever. Yeah. You know, you follow the rest of the rules. Yeah. But the entrance is. Yeah, the entrance was waived because. You know, and I'm I don't there. blame them. They're not going to sit there and give you free booze to yeah. come watch a show. You know, that they're already letting you watch for free. I mean, if it's a sold out show, uh, like whatever, then it's a problem. But I mean, if but, it's. But it's sold out. Yeah, it's sold out, so I get it. But, I mean, otherwise, most of time I got to walk right in. that means they're not going to let you in free. But if it was a sold-out book show, your wife is still yeah, coming and I'm, with you. Yeah, and I'm the comedian on a sold-out show. That's what I said. Yes, my wife gets in free. It may mean that, like, some of the ones I've been to, it may mean that she has to sit in the comic area, you know, but yeah. whatever. Yeah, and that's what I even told Tosh. I'm like, even if they had you just sit off to the side with the comics, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, I understand that. But if I'm paying, fuck, I'm going to sit right where, wherever the fuck I feel like. Oh, we grabbed a booth. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I, again, I don't know if that one's booker or venue or what. Yeah. But I'm saying $500 minimum. Minimum. Is what they made on the show tickets. Yeah. Minimum $500. I don't know what kind of deal they're doing. Either producers are making more than the fucking comics. Oh, that's probably. Either that could be part of it. Two, I don't know these producers, so I'm just uh, two. They don't know who the fuck I am and how long I've been doing this, and think they can just they think of me as as a new guy and can just fucking that I'm going to be happy with thirty fucking dollars. Because one thing I will say is, as a producer and somebody who's been producing for a while, if you as a producer are making more than the comics, then you're a fucking dick. Yeah, (laughs) you can't you can't say that. 
but in a bar show. Oh, in a bar show. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you were producing theater after theater, fifteen hundred seat, like you're not going to sit there and if you're if you're getting overpay, if you're getting theater. a doorbell or a door, you know, like as a producer, and you're like, okay, I'm going to pay you this set amount, and I'm going to pay you this set amount, and you this set amount, and then you take the tickets and you just pay them out of that, and you make more. Good on you. Yeah. But if it's one of those things like where you're saying it's going to be a percentage of the door, where eighty percent of it's going to go to me. And the other twenty percent, I'm going to split up between you guys. That's some bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And I haven't asked. I wanted to ask what others made because I'm curious. Yeah. Because there's a huge part of me that really wants to shit on these bookers. No. You know. Because I mean, that's one thing. Like for me, like with Cole Street, I. And if I would have done 15 minutes and got 30 bucks, I, I'd, I'd yeah. still be like, okay, that's still 500 bucks, and you only paid me 30. But when you come up two minutes before I take the stage and ask me to double my time because you hired you people that can't bucks? be yeah. the fuck up, come yeah. on. like yeah. No, and that's the thing. It's like I said, for Cole Street and like with you at a mic, it's one of those that I don't, I mean, maybe I'll end up making like five bucks because with what I spend on the posters yeah. and... The, the Facebook ads and stuff like that, it ends up coming up to, you know. You don't make anything. I don't. I make like maybe five bucks and the drinks that, because Cool Street gives me drinks. This March show, I'm not making anything because what it costs Gabe. Yeah. Me to pay Gabe. I, the money I get for even advertising, yeah. I actually spend money for this show. Because yeah. the extra with that one to get Gabe, we are, you always pay extra. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and it's, yeah. It's as a producer, I can see the issues, but I mean, it's one of those. If you're if you're trying to be a producer to become rich, then <coughs> you get out of bar shows. Yeah, you're not gonna. Yeah, get out of bar shows. Go freaking do you know like Jamal Harrington, who I know is you know, but he's booking the Renton Civic Theater, so he's booking a theater. Yeah. So that kind of case, yeah, you as a producer should be making. But he's not doing money. it to get rich because he doesn't do it monthly. It's still no. quarterly. It's, it's when just, he when he yeah. He's got a big venue. Yeah. You know, that he's got access to. It's awesome. And he's one of those people, too, that, I mean, in all reality, I would work for Jamal any day of the week. Jamal is an amazing guy. But, I mean, it's just like, yeah. yeah. And like I said, I, I failed not asking the questions yeah. I should have up front. Um, would I have turned it down? If if the answer I got would have been a percentage of the door, you don't mm-hmm. have a number. I probably wouldn't have turned it down. No. It's five minutes from my house. Like, yeah, you know. I was going to work with Kevin, who I thoroughly oh, enjoy I being around. Kevin. So, and it was going to be a date night out with my wife. Yeah. But when I see what the door made, yeah, and know what a percentage is because I went to high school math, and your wife is a high school math teacher. Yeah. So, and I know thirty percent of five hundred is shit. Yeah. I don't know if that's a real number, but yeah, that's what it is. It's shit. Yeah. Like, I feel really, really taken advantage of, especially when you ask me to double my time. Well, that's If I problem. double my time, my percentage should be doubled. Yeah, it should. And that's the thing. And that's one of the things why I really do not like to showcase shows and why I've, you know, when we run shows, we don't because I've always felt like that is taking advantage because you've got a lot of times where you would have producers being like, Okay, this is going to be a door or whatever. We're going to give each comedian 10 bucks, if that. A lot of times, not even that. Yeah. And they're taking money from the, the bar, and they're getting six comedians, and, oh, it's it's a, a showcase show. No, a showcase show should be, you have somebody I'm showcasing my talents to, like somebody from the fucking industry that might hire me for something. Or a showcase show should only be at a club yeah. that you have the possibility of getting weekend work yes. at. A showcase show it should be something. It's not a bar. Yeah, you're showcasing your skills so you can get something else, not just at a bar Unless so that the producer GCC can make money. Unless decided to host a showcase on a Thursday night at a bar themselves. Yeah, you know, so they can see people. Yeah. But no, but that's my biggest, that's been one of my biggest issues with showcases. Really, it's a way for the producer to take advantage of the comedians. And, I mean, at that point, it's really just an open mic. Yeah. Yeah, or it's letting your, giving your buddies 10, 15 minutes worth of time. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. If no, that's, I'm not. Well, I'm it's not. If it you, ruins a show. It does. If that's what you want, that's fine. But don't come to me and ask me to do your showcase for nothing. You put me on a show. God, I sound so egotistical, and I'm not. 
because no, I just know I have my flaws as a comic. Well, all of us do, but it's just one of those things asking for freaking it's But you put me on a show with as far as I'm fucking concerned, more than half of the bill lackluster talent. Mm-hmm. Lack Cabin's gonna be No oh, Cabin's gonna be huge fucking ten times oh, he's bigger be, than me yeah. by next year. Oh yeah, he's than, amazing than I was at my height. Like you can just you see the talent. Oh yeah, there's some fucking talent there. But he had an off night. I did not. You know, which made me that much more look that much better. And the lackluster fucking talent yeah. that was there were just buddies. As well, far as I'm concerned, that's what you end up with. That's one of the reasons why both of us quit really long ago was because we got tired of if you weren't part of that that group and didn't fucking suck off the right dick then you didn't get parts of these shows that after a while I'm like, why the fuck do I even want to be on this show? Everybody everybody on a show should have somebody to learn from. That's including the headliner. Yeah. You should have good enough talent. He may or may not, but you should have good enough talent in front of him to where he can go, maybe I'll try that. Yeah. Hey, that stage presence was, that was awesome. Like, okay, I need to tone mine up here. You know, he's not going to look at it and go, oh, well, that guy's way better than me. No, no headliner's going to do that. No. But a headliner should be able to quietly, never allowed, because you don't want anybody to think that, you know, no. but as it's a one headliner, of those, the host is better. But Well, it's one of those things, too, because it's like, you know, um, the most I ever learned really was the three-day fucking road trip, triple run, that I did with Dean Olson. Because we sat there and he watched me do my set, and then afterwards we'd talk about it. And that's the way it really should be. Yeah, you don't get that a lot of times now. A lot of times it's your buddy going, oh, my God, that was fucking amazing. You fucking killed it. And you're looking at him like nobody fucking laughed. What the (laughs) fuck are you? You know, and I've seen so many times where you get comedians kind of off the stage and their buddies are like, oh, my God, that was amazing. Oh, and I'm sitting there watching them have this conversation. And I'm like, did you just watch the same fucking show I did? Because nobody was laughing. It was fucking crickets. You could have heard a pin drop during his set. And there's no more of the realistic of, hey, dude, you need to work on this. That's why one of my favorites, honestly, and I know he's a fucking dick, is Justin Hayes. Because he would fucking give me the truth. And the same with your wife. is Basically, it's one of those, what what really happened? Where my wife's like, oh, my God, you were amazing. You did great. And Tosh would be like, hey, you need to knock off the fucking. Because you're saying fuck way too much. Or you need to do this. Or you, she's realistic. Yeah. And that's what I, you need. A lot I of comedians never, did that. I was never a Justin Hayes fan. Still I'm not. Like but I said, it's just he. Brad, me, I did a lot of work with. Yeah. And Brad would be on. Like, dude, you were booked 20. You went 18 and a half. Isn't that close enough? No. No. You know. they should. And, you should be hitting that 20 and them going, get the or, fuck off the stage. Or another one who is fantastic at it is old Ralph P. Ralph Porter. Oh, Ralph Porter is fucking amazing. Ralph Porter, every time I worked for Ralph, he'd pull me, as soon as I got off stage, he'd pull me aside and be like, dude, do this joke, but twist it like this. And Well, I told you when I did fucking TCC like two months ago, Ralph was there with fucking D. Lamont, and as I walked off the stage, Ralph looks at me and says, where the fuck have you been? Nah. Why haven't you been up here doing this more often? You're fucking hilarious. And I mean, when you hear that from your, uh, Ralph is like a fucking idol. Yeah. So, I mean, you hear that. From him, it's yeah, especially in the Seattle scene. Yes. I mean, you got you got Gabe, you got Brad Upton, yep. you have Ralph Porter. I mean, and those uh, Mike Wally Walter. Yep. You know he's been out a little bit due to health issues yeah. and stuff like Major that. Major health issues. Uh, Susan Jones. Yep. Is another he's, one who's just who will be there on Wednesday at uh, Cole Street. Is just idolized out here. Yeah. You know, I've never worked with her. I don't know her. I've worked with her a couple times. She's pretty cool. Um, I would say this from everything that I've learned and. Really dealing with her, never get on her bad side. Yeah. I could see that just from Facebook. It's not a good place to be. But, you know, I mean, those are the Seattle icons. Yeah. Uh, We had different ones kind of coming in. We had Brad Brake, who was a Seattle icon, (laughs) and then he got back on the sauce. Yeah, he got back on the sauce and really got back on the sauce. Yeah. Um, Chris Brannon. Chris Brannon was, but he's stepped out of comedy. Riggs. Yep. Riggs was. He stepped out of comedy. He stepped out of comedy. Jeff Lott was. And he's just, it's more of just a hobby now to him. Yeah. More than, you know, when he was working on it when we first came into the scene. You know, so you definitely had, you know, those guys were in the scene, though, at the same time and have yeah. kept working. And like I said, Ralph Porter was one of those ones because I think oh, that was. Oh, Jackson. Oh, Nate Jackson? Nate Jackson. Which he's supposed to be opening up a room in Tacoma, like a whole new fucking club this in Tacoma. This weekend, I think. 
Yeah. Yeah. So and Ralph Porter was one because I remember first time meeting him was honestly at trophies down in Renton and I ate shit that night. It just was not a good night. And Ralph pulls me aside and he's like, I saw what you did. He's like, it wasn't, you know, you had some issues up there, but your jokes are funny. Why don't you come out and do my show on Tuesday? And I'm like, um, okay, after I just ate shit, you want me to come? He's like, no, you're good. Come on. And I mean, he's just that kind of guy. He yeah. sees when he sees something, he's like, this is where you're he. And you know, he's, that was one of the first times I think someone said your jokes are great. You're, you need to work on your stage presence. Yeah. And that was kind of where, you know, I really started understanding that was getting that really advice from, from Ralph. I think that was the first time I met Ralph too. And then, uh, and then he had me out to, I can't remember the name of his show now. No, I don't know, but it was a blast. Haha Tuesdays. Yeah. It was at Jazzbones. Yep, haha Tuesdays at Jazzbones. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he had, I should, I think I featured that room like four times for him. Yeah. And every time I come off stage and he goes, all right, you took last time's advice. Now let's, you know, yep. you got this to do. And yeah, and he's always about helping people. I mean, he is an amazing <clears throat> man. Yeah, it was never condescending, never nope. anything like that. You know, we shouldn't have brought Ralph up because, God damn it, this whole show is going to be a bitch rant fest. And because now we're just like kissing <laughs> Ralph's ass because Ralph is amazing. I'm not, I'm not kissing Ralph's no. ass. I'm saying everything I'm just saying that's he's, true. It's like, true. You know, he's it's, an a, it's a shame comic. he's left our scene. He's down in L.A. now. Yeah, but he still comes up here. Like I said, I saw him. He a comes up, but yeah, he, he's not a Seattle-based comic anymore. I saw him again because he I was just, trying to get D. Lamont fucking rolling again. Because D. Lamont took some, a break. Yeah, I just thought of the other guy that was is a huge Seattle icon is uh, Ty Barnett. Yeah, you know he came up with uh, Ralph and all. Well, them. big funny too, Travis Simmons. Oh yeah, it was that click. It was Ty. It was Travis. It was Chris. It was Riggs. Yep, and Brad. Because I can remember, I was talking to. Who the fuck? I was talking to somebody. Maybe it was even Saturday Night Show. I can't remember now. But I was talking about the first time going on the road with Brad. <laughs> and uh, I said, yeah, these icons just let me do it without a fucking bit of warning. And then I get back in the first night back at the underground. Fucking Brandon and Riggs are dying. Oh, yeah. As I'm telling them what's going on. And they're like, we could have told you that. I'm like, motherfucker, you've known for months I was going on the road with Brad. You have. Oh, yeah. Ample opportunity to They're tell like, yeah, me but it that. was funny to, to see it happen before, you know. You know, I'm like, you bastards. Uh, yeah, no. so, anyways, it's it's one of the reasons I got out of comedy. And, and I, I took a so step back. So much so that I don't think I'm going to perform this month. Oh, right. I think I'm going to hire and sit back and enjoy and drink beer on my birthday and not have to worry about nice. performing. Who's going to be at the show this month? I know. Well, it's Gabe. Gabe. And I think now Cabin's going to come out. Nice. And uh, but we saw he broke his foot today, so or his ankle. Yeah. So we'll see. And but then shit, I'm going to have to talk to him because he's supposed to be out with me on fucking Wednesday. Fuck, I can't lose him on Wednesday. That's going to make things fucked up. And then uh, Mike Hansen, I think, is going to be my host. Did you just fucking steal my show? Is Mike on your show? Yes. Mike contacted me today <laughs> and asked. Yeah. If I had anything open. Yeah, Mike is Mike and Cabin. Oh. Mike's the host, Kevin's. See, I should have fucking stole Gabe. I wasn't going to take Gabe because you were going to have him later in the month. But yeah. no, it's whatever. I mean, I'm just giving you shit, so. Yeah, I. Fucker. <laughs> well, I was going to ask Kevin regardless. Yeah. I, I was going to ask him to host because I was going to feature. Yeah. And then, honestly, I got thinking even before the show, but the show just kind of threw it over the edge. You know, I don't think I want to do anything. Yeah. I think I want to set a microphone up, let the pros do it. Me sit back on my birthday, not have to worry about anything, but having some beers and laugh my ass off. Yeah. You know, so. <sighs> yeah. So then uh, I got one more little one, and I know the wife listens to the show, so I uh -oh. got to be careful. Stop listening, Dosh. Got to be careful. We went to Funko yesterday. Should be a happy time. Should be. Especially for me. Right, we we've got our taxes back, so we had a little bit of extra money, and I've been so good since we got, like I haven't I haven't bought a thing, yeah, and, which is not like me. I I burn holes through my pocket the second it touches them, and I wanted to go to Funko, and so we get up to Funko and I grab a basket like you do when you walk in, blah blah blah. They've probably got thirty Pez I don't, no, Pez I didn't realize were out yet. Pez I haven't seen anywhere else. And I start loading the cart. They're relatively inexpensive. They're five bucks a piece. It's, you know, but 20 some of them or whatever, 30, you're over 100 bucks. 
And with each one I'd put in the cart or my basket or whatever, the girls would be like, oh, my God, Dad, how many are you going to buy? So they're starting to make me feel a little guilty. Yeah. And then Tosh just says, she said something to the effect of, well, Matt, you're just going to, you know, you're going to do what you want to do anyways. So, but with like a condescending tone in her voice. Yeah, Amber does that. And so as they were walking around picking out what Toby was going to get and stuff like that, I just made my loot back around and put everything back up on the fucking shelf. And she didn't realize it. And I bought one. I bought Tron. And that was all I bought at Funko yesterday. I bought all the kids multiple things. I don't think I can make it with only one thing. Oh, it I It would hurt. I if I would have just taken the kids up. So anyways, I'm paying and she's I'm gonna go to the bathroom. So then she meets us out and she goes, How did everything fit in one bag? So what are you talking about? Because when she put the last thing in the bag, I didn't have any Pez left in there. So she knew, or in the cart, so yeah. she knew that things, or should have known anyways, things weren't in there. And she goes, all those Pez you had, how does it fit in one bag? Like, I didn't buy all those Pez. So you guys made me feel guilty. Well, then, of course, she's mad at me now because I didn't buy anything. Yeah. You can't win, trust me. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, it was the tone of your voice. I don't give a fuck what tone I used. You were up here. You should have bought things. Yeah, no. What? Yeah, I get that one, too. What? You were there. You should have bought things, Matt. <laughs> then next time I say I want to go to Funko, just be like, okay, take the kids, and I'll have a day without them. Yeah. Like, that'll be percent. That'll work. But don't sit there and condescend and have a tone in your voice to make me feel guilt. Yeah. Because I don't. We're married. Like, I don't want to do anything with guilt. You're married, so everything is with guilt. What the fuck are you talking no, about? No, no, because we try not to do things the others wouldn't want us to do. You know? We're not always successful, but we try. Yeah, we try. And now, I'm not going to say the day was ruined. We did find a new toy store. It's also in Everett. It's uh, six minutes away, according to Google Maps. From six minutes south of Funko. So you get back on the freeway, go down a couple exits, get off. Yeah. It's called uh, Bobocon. I think I've heard of that one. And uh, it was fantastic. Like you walk in and you're just like, boom! All this. I don't know if they were custom made for the shop. I don't know if they know this artist that make, but I mean, fucking like a sound wave, six foot tall statue. Oh. Wonder Woman statue, like six foot tall, Batman, like Star Wars, you know, and it had all your major categories. It had a big corner of the store was G1 Transformers, and another big section of the store was all like the 80s G.I. Joe's. And another one was Legos, tons, oh, nice. tons of Legos, and then of course you had a big, huge section of fucking Star Wars, yeah, uh, ranging from the seventies original toys to the remakes in the early nineties, and so on and so forth. Uh, you had three giant walls of pops. Ooh. The majority of them were all chases or what they call grails. So expensive. Yeah, overpriced. I I have signed up on part of this pop price guide. Yeah, thing. you told me about that. I need to get on that. And uh, I ended up buying, Tosh found it and handed it to me and said, you're getting it. It's the uh, Tokyo Edition Comic-Con uh, Peter Pez pop. Yeah. It was 20 bucks. Uh, on pop price guide, it's worth 12 to give you an idea. So a lot of, like I said, a lot of the stuff was overpriced. It really, really was. Uh, they did have a big section like Barbie, big Marvel section, big yeah. DC action figure section, uh, and then they had just a section of of obscure, you know, toys like a Sunny Barbie doll from the sixties. A Sunny from Sunny and Cher. Oh wow! Uh, Farrah Fawcett Barbie doll from the seventies, like. Pee Wee's Playhouse, like the big, 
you know, but they wanted like one seventy five for yeah. it. Uh, not a lot of He Man, especially old He Man stuff. They had a lot of the remake two thousand one stuff. Uh, some of the Super Seven. They did have a lot of. I think they had three Castle Gray Skulls mm-hmm. and five or six Snake Mountains. But then they had Demolition Man action figures, Robin Hood action figures, like oh, the Kevin Costner yeah. one, Prince of Thieves. Uh, and then I see these things. They had two of them, and they were Police Academy action figures. And they had Mahoney and Marvel Jones. <laughs> And so I'm like, oh, dude, huh? those can't be that much. How, what do they want for those? They wanted 35 for Jones <coughs> and 85 for Mahoney. Wow. So later on, as we're driving home, I get on eBay. I can get Jones for six, seven bucks yeah. in the package. You know, <laughs> Mahoney was expe- was like 40 or something. But, I mean, they were like oh, yeah. way above. However, it was just cool to see all those. They got to pay for their statues. All those old fashioned, yeah. you know, toys in one spot. Uh, I mean, they had a Care Bears section, an original My Little Pony section. Oh wow! They had a My Buddy. My Buddy. You remember My Buddy? No. It was like the boy doll, uh, maybe two feet tall. The commercial was like My Buddy, My Buddy, My Buddy and Me. Like child's play. He kind of looks like Child's Play. Uh, okay, I do. Can, yeah. You sure it's not Child's Play? It's just a, a doll from Child's Play. I'm no, about. it's called My Buddy. And then they, uh, after My Buddy, they ended up coming out with Kid's Sister. Um, yeah, it was. See if you remember the. Yeah. But like I said, it really makes me think of Child's Play and the doll from Child's Play. That's all I can picture in my brain. It's it's similar, you know, but I thought it was cool. They had some E.T. stuff. Tosh was like, oh, you should get this for Mike. No. <laughs> they had uh, an original Teddy Ruxpin. No. That needs yeah. a burn, too. <laughs> I should buy that for my nephew, though, after I burned his. Probably a whole wall or aisle. Of Star Trek, anything from Deep Space Nine toys, Next Generation, uh, the original, like, I don't think they made toys in the 60s, like action figures in the 60s of them, but the Makos no, that came out in the 70s, yeah. you know, they had some of those. Because like, it was kind of one of those things that's really weird about Star Trek is it wasn't, it wasn't that popular when it came out. It wasn't until, like... Ten years later, that's why it was only like two seasons long or yeah. three seasons long or whatever. Right? It was three so, seasons, I think. So it was like it, it wasn't until later, and all of a sudden, it became huge in the underground. Yeah, yeah, like reruns, basically. Yeah. So, like I said, it was cool. It was cool to actually see some of these pops you see online that are so yeah. expensive, like in person. But again, man, who's got eight hundred and fifty bucks yeah. for a pop or yeah, some two thousand dollars for a pop? You know, because I know I have one. I have a couple Chase. Um, and then I have one flocked. The most expensive are the Freddy Funkos. Are they? Yeah. Hmm. You, I mean, I've seen some of them seven, eight grand. Jesus. They're they make a lot of Freddy Funkos in different whatever costumes, outfits, whatever, and they make two hundred and fifty, four hundred for this con or that con. Yeah. They make them dressed up as Spider or as a Skeletor, but they only made four hundred of them. It's like three thousand dollars. Yeah. You know, no, thank you. That place had one. They wanted fifty eight hundred. Jesus. You know, so there was it was high price, but again, to just walk in and fucking see it all was cool. Was cool. Um, and then the last big gripe I have from the fucking weekend. Mm-hmm. You know how hard it is to find shorts without pockets. Why were you in shorts without pockets? Toby needs them for football. It has to be shorts without pockets? Yeah, because he's playing flag football, yeah. and they don't want you hiding the flags in your pockets. It doesn't. It didn't say it was mandatory. It said preferred, yeah. but that's what we wanted to get him. We went to like eight stores. Target, Fred Meyer, Walmart, Ross, 
Um, His pockets are nice. Big five. Finally, dicks had actual flag football shorts. They were marked on them, flag football. Nice. So we were able to get him a pair, but he is so fucking excited to play football. I bet. Like... I'm just waiting for him. It's going to be flag football, but Toby's going to be tackling some bitches. We bought... He (laughs) he has to have mouth guards. You're going to have to be talking to him. Toby, you can't tackle. (laughs) Okay. And then after every game, we told you not to tackle. (laughs) Oh, I know. I already told Tasha. I said he's going to lead the league in flag football and concussions. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to lead the league in flags. But he has to wear a helmet. It's a soft-shell form-fitting helmet that they'll fit to his head the first day. Nice. Uh, He has to wear a mouth guard. We had to buy that said buy multiple because kids lose them and yeah, yeah. So we had to buy multiple. He's been running around for the last three days with a mouth guard in his mouth, playing catch with a football, just nonstop. He's gonna be a beast. His cleats, you know, we had to buy yeah. him football cleats, and he's pretty excited about it. It's pretty cool. So, all right. Well, I took up a lot of time bitching. You did. You were angry. Uh, what's what's uh? I say the only real bitch I have right now is the fact, and I mean. I get it, but it's annoying um, for the show for Cole Street this Wednesday. uh, The headliner, Eric Escobar from, you know, what, Last Comic Standing, all that stuff, which we were so excited to get, messaged me over the weekend and said, hey, uh, I've got a show on Fox that they just moved the dates up and I can't be up there this week. So I had to to change who the headliner is. So it's going to end up being Susan Jones, who Susan Jones is still good. So, um, yeah, so it was a last-minute change, which hopefully people aren't too upset at the show. But but the good news is we got a taco truck, motherfuckers. Mm. Yeah. So we actually finally got a food truck. So he's got a taco truck coming that night. So it should be a good crowd. There's a lot of people saying they want to go. So hopefully we don't lose a bunch now that all of a sudden Eric won't be there, But which I was really excited to see him. But, I mean, not to sound bad, I get it. If Fox is like, hey, we want you on yeah. the show, and we just moved the dates up so you can't go to, you know, Washington to make Enumclaw. yeah to Enumclaw to make you know nothing compared to what you're going to make on this TV show. You know, I, I get it; it's frustrating. Even but even if he made nothing on the TV show, he's only missing out on 150 bucks. But being on a TV yeah. show opens the doors to oh, yeah. thousands so, of dollars to be made. So, like I said, it'll still be a good show. It's going to be Susan's going to be the the headliner. Um, Susan's good. If you haven't seen Susan before, she she's funny. Um, Kevin will be you know the feature, and then Mike Hansen will be the host. So. None um, of mine are in stone besides Gabriel yet. But. Yeah, so so come out to Enumclaw on Wednesday. It'll be a blast. Um, it's going to be a fun show. And then uh, next month, we've already got figured out, is uh, Robert Cashmore, uh, Dan Hurwitz, and Ashley Guttermuth. So, And Dan won the Imbibe yes. uh, comedy competition one month, and I had him booked for January because that was part of the prize, and... Then we got moved to a quarterly show. Yeah, so so I picked him up and I've got him in March out at you know this in April. Sorry, which honestly it should be a fun show because it's actually on April Fool's Day. It's April first. So ah, there you go. Yeah, so there you go. Oh yeah, I guess I should know that because that is uh, seven days after my birthday. I yeah, should know that day. So all right, well let's see. We talked. We got your comedy out. We know what's happening there. Yep. March twenty fifth, my forty first birthday. Woo-hoo. I do know Gabriel Rutledge will be headlining in Vibe because Gabriel's awesome. Yeah, he's fantastic. Uh, I expect every show Gabriel's been there has been standing room only. Yeah, seventy seventy plus people. And I think it'll be one of those too because there's there's a lot of people that really like that venue. There's you know I ran into a couple at you know Retro Emporium that was talking about how they. You know, we're upset to see that it was gone, but yeah. so a lot of people love Gabe, though. Yeah, so we'll be out there for that. So that should be a good time. Uh, yeah, I guess with that being said, guys, remember to be excellent to each other. Hug the ones you love, and we will see you next week. See you later.